from somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, hell yes, Mr. Rob Roop. Thank you very much. And it was the week before Christmas. Next Saturday, recording this Saturday morning, the 18th. Excited. I am the host, Mike, the co-host, my wife, Ginny. Hello. It's been a long week. Yeah, it has. God, it sucked at work, but uh, made it through, made it through. It was just extremely busy. And, and uh, by the way, anybody that tells you uh, there's no staffing crisis in America, it's not hard for people, you know, it's it's not hard for people to find good employees. Anybody that tells you that doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, been very busy for me. I know it's been very busy for you. Uh, kind of recording this on the eve of a couple of uh, fun events this weekend. For one, uh, as long as the NFL doesn't move this game back like it has like three others this weekend, Colts and Patriots, national Saturday night game. Well, national kind of an asterisk because it's on the NFL network and mm-hmm. you have to pay extra for that, which would be okay if you wanted to see the games. But during the off season, it's a bunch of, well... Bunch of reruns. Malarkey. Malarkey. There you go. And then uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home. We haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen that yet. No Dur- spoilers. No spoilers. Cat, uh, get down. I'm hoping I'm hoping for both a review of the game and the movie next podcast. We cut that hopefully sometime next weekend. Don't expect a podcast to be cut Christmas Day because, you know, we'll be tired. <laughs> we'll be more tired than we are right now. Uh, wait, was, wait, vitamin C. We have coffee. Yes, we have coffee. But, uh, I, I, you know, I do have a list of things to talk about, but this has become pretty much the lead story, breaking news as it was in the world of families and podcasting. Our uh, wonderful breakfast this morning at <laughs> Cracker Barrel. Because, uh, like, uh, I was at work last night, and my wife texted me, hey, because you, you knew I had a long work week, and you wanted to take me out on a breakfast date since I was, I'm going to the game down Indy tonight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. And, of course, in the back of my mind, like, Cracker Barrel, Cracker Barrel. You haven't been to Cracker Barrel forever. That's fine, because I didn't know where you wanted to go. I'm like, I want, hey, I see your veins. Looks nice. Thank you. But, um. <laughs> oh, my neck. That means you're really fit. Thank you. The closer your veins are to the surface means you're more cardiovascularly fit. I see. Okay. Continue. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Cracker Barrel. So, yeah, I was like, Cracker Barrel, because I'm thinking, you know, biscuits and gravy, coffee, mm-hmm. me and the wife. And then this morning, you're like, well, why don't we take the whole family? I was like, okay. Well, I told them last night, I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's all go out on a date with Daddy because we cool. haven't seen him for a while because you've been working. Right. You'll be gone later today. And I'm like, the kids want to have a good time with their dad. And I really haven't hung out with the kids a lot this week, too. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. And when we got to Cracker Barrel, for the most part, it started out okay. You know, Logan's in this high chair, the mm-hmm. girl's are playing with the, 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 the golf tee game. They finally brought those back during these yada yada times. You know, the coloring and all that stuff. But then, things started happening. <laughs> this is where you take it away, babe. Where do I begin? Oh, my God. Um, I would say, well, Lana, for the most part, was really, really well-behaved, but she just kept complaining about being sticky. Yeah, because she got syrup and jelly on her hands. Exactly. And that's and what happens when you don't eat pancakes with silverware exactly and uh-huh. i gave her um he gave her baby wipe i said well honey you know wipe your hands off with the baby wipe and she just didn't want to mm-hmm. uh logan <laughs> stole my bacon 
Yeah. He stole my bacon. When your back was turned. When my back was turned, I think I was talking to Lana. And I turned back. I'm like, my bacon's gone. And I look over. He has it in his fist. And he's just like looking at it. And it's like starting to lick it. I'm like, oh, Logan, you can't have that. You only have two teeth. Yeah. And he's only seven months. <laughs> and he also did that with your biscuit, too. Yeah. Like, he took a bit of biscuit when you weren't looking. Like, uh-huh. the, like when I was a youngin', like... I started wanting food, like, in like, my dad would tell me stories about how, like, I was a toddler, maybe just a little bit older than Logan, I uh, stole fries off a trucker's plate at a truck stop, and it <laughs> mortified uh, our uh, eventually estranged grandmother, because she couldn't believe that I would you know, do fraternize like with truckers? Yeah, me, me eating fries off a trucker's plate, and of course, the trucker didn't stab me due to the fact that... I was a toddler. Did he laugh? He laughed. Oh, that's He funny. had a sense of humor, yeah. He was like, oh, well, dude, you want me to just order you a plate, man? I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I started feeding him a little bit of biscuit and gravy. Yeah. And he liked it. He loved the hash brown casserole. Mm-hmm. Um, but the star of the show this morning... Is our little princess, Hazel Joe. Oh, my God. I love her. I do, too. I love but, all our kids. But... I think she spilled milk on her dress where Logan spat up on her. I don't know which Something one. Something happened. Uh, she started to take her dress off. And some of her underwear kind of pulled down, too. She was uh-huh. starting to get yeah. naked in the dining room. Yeah. I I was covering my eyes, and I was just so nervous. I started laughing, but covering my face. Because you had to be mad. I Well, I, I was embarrassed. I'm like, right. there's, there's no way this is happening. <laughs> and of course, I This mean, is not my family. No, of course it's your family. It always happens to you. That's <laughs> a, and of course, you know, I'm in a panic. I'm like, no, he's always... And I get up real fast. And after a week of working hard on the floor, I kind of tweaked my knee a little bit. And I'm like... I think you overreacted when you got up. It's just one of those things. You move like a silent ninja. It's just like, you just get up and you're like... Okay. Mm. But you're causing more of a ruckus. No. But then then later on, uh, the, the golf tee game. Mm. Mm. She had two. She you saw her put one in her mouth. And like then, Hazel, get that get that out, get that out, and then. Yeah, she got that out, and the other one she had in her mouth, and we're it was just it was. I nutty. said, "What else do you have in there? A quarter?" God, she's a magician. But yeah, it was it was a solid D plus breakfast this D morning. D minus. D my oh my god. I said D minus, not You're, D plus. Well, I'm giving him a D plus. So it'll average out to a D. <laughs> So that's that's barely passing. Uh, so you know it was it was an interesting breakfast. It was not boring, and we look forward to doing this again when Logan turns fifteen. So mm-hmm. God, but next d- time we go out on dates, it's just going to be us. We can take the kids to the park because then yeah, 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 or maybe a well, bit. no, that still was a kerfuffle because I took earlier all, this week. Yeah, because I took <laughs> the kids to the park by myself after work because I'm trying to be super mom when I should just be regular mom. Just regular human being that needs to take a nap. That's what you need to do. Yes. <sighs> well, Grandma told Lana to go use the bathroom before we left, right? She didn't. As soon as we get oh, there, God. I gotta pee! And then all the bathrooms are closed and locked. There's a porter john and she doesn't want to use it because she's afraid of it. Well, and to be honest... I'm 42 next month. I'm still afraid of some Porter Johns. Yeah, I, I, if you got to use it, you got to use it. But you're just like, man, some people just don't eat right at all. But, but yeah, that's that's our family. But, you know, is, as, as crazy as that was, and it was crazy. I mean, they're kids. They don't know any better. 
Um, it, it got me thinking about what you've told me and your experiences as someone who works at a well-known coffee establishment and um, a, a co-worker of mine currently. He decided to leave the hotel industry behind for the warehouse gig. And he was telling me that he just got tired of people's crap. Like, like you know, and it didn't matter what they wore, if they were, like, you know, wearing seven masks and, you know, five uh, the vaccines or if they thought it was all a big hoax. People found a way to be an a-hole during the virus. Like, people just, I just think people have gotten more distant and more angry, more entrenched in themselves. And I kind of noticed that this morning, uh, outside of our own circus at the table, uh, the family that I was facing, there was like six of them, right? The entire damn time, they were on their cell phone. Like they, were, like every, like one kid had even got out his headphones. Are and you the, serious? And they're like the headphones we're wearing right now, like kind of the the radio studio headphones. And he had them on, and they were just looking at their phones the entire damn time. And I'm just thinking, mm. well, you're out at breakfast. I mean, and I have my phone with me all the damn time, but. You know, when you're out at you're breakfast. You're not as bad as it. You're not as bad with it now as you were. Well, no, because a lot of, t- and, and, and I can get into that later, um, because I I do mm-hmm. know some co-workers of mine that like to glance at their phones while they're on their uh, pallet jacks, and it's just like, I, I, I don't got no time for that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, the, the family was looking at their phones the entire damn time. And you're thinking, okay, this is where you get to, you know, kind of unwind, you know, when your kids are older, relax <laughs> yeah. and talk. But they, they were mostly just looking at their phones. And then, like, when they left, they left a treasure trove of food behind. Okay, this is where I come in. Okay. So they had about 10 to 12 biscuits, a whole plate of French toast, untouched, whole God, plate yeah, of bacon. The French toast thing broke my heart. It did. I'm like, that is like an ice cream scoop full of butter. Mm-hmm. Not like a little one, like a big one. Right. Yeah. And if you go out to a restaurant... You pay X number of dollars for a meal, right? It's a little more pricier than... Take it home yeah. with you. It's pricier than making it yourself. It is. You kind of have to, you know, just be resigned to that. Like, yeah, I can make this at home, but yeah, I feel lazy. I want to drive. And it's more like, I feel tired. The kitchen's a mess. Uh, let's go out to eat. Right. That's it. We're mm-hmm. going out to eat. Darren McGann. Well, yeah, I still haven't watched A Christmas Story yet this season. i got to fix Aww. that. But, but yeah, like... Maybe you can watch it in your hotel room tonight. Maybe. Maybe. Do yeah. you have a DVD player? I uh, do not know, mm-hmm. um, but but anyway, like the the family just leaves all this fa- food behind us, and of course, uh, behind us, an older uh, uh, group, like three of them, like a couple of older gentlemen and an older lady who just looks like she enjoyed life. She just looked perpetually pissed, right? Oh yeah, I saw her walk up. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she just the, the scour on her face. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, they sit down, and it, right now, this morning, Saturday morning, week before Christmas, it's cold, it's drizzly, it's gray outside. And she asks, she's like, to the waitress, I need a shade pulled down because of the glare coming off the window. There is no glare coming off the window. When when it's this dark and damp, there is no mm-hmm. glare. It just and she didn't really seem nice about asking the way she did. She just just no. Nah. Yeah. I know. You know, it's not in what you're asking, it's how you ask. Right. 
But yeah, you know, was, you're Midwestern. You have to feel like you are asking people for their social security number when you're asking them to pull down the blinds. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to feel guilty about it a little bit. I, I don't want to be a bother, but yeah, no pressure, no uh, pressure. No. But if you could, that'd be great. Be great. Are you mad at me? Yeah, please, please don't spit at my food. That that, that sort of thing, really. <laughs> Yeah, and, and as crazy as our table was, I hope to God we were not that rude to the waitress because, I mean, again, just no, no, she was really great. Oh yeah, thank yeah. you, Ashley. Yep, and she she made she made a uh, breakfast at Cra- Cracker Barrel very bearable this morning. The meal was great, the service was great, and judgment free. The judgment free zone. The judgment free zone because uh, the wait staff understands. Hey, they got a young family, and again, we were surrounded by a holes. <laughs> but I do have to ask this question. What is the question? If we had three kids, mm-hmm. why were we seated next to two other families? I don't know. And that was the other thing, too. The wait time didn't seem to be that long this morning. Um, but I, I don't know. I thought it was a little long. Well, I mean, th- to sit down. like Oh, like, yeah, to sit down. To yeah. sit down, it was okay. But like, um, but uh, the dining room seemed a little... Like, there's, there was a variety of tables still available. It did seem kind of weird that we were kind of crowded up front a little bit. Mm-hmm. But maybe it was just to make it easier for the servers. But they'll always ask, is this table okay? Yes. Yes. And, and you'll say yes, 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 yes. yes. And because we're Midwestern. Yeah, we're mid- Midwestern, gosh darn it. Now, going from uh, A-holes at restaurants to uh, A-holes at sporting events. Uh, as, and, uh, again, recording this hours before the Colts-Patriots game. And I am excited about it, but... Uh, I, I haven't read the Indianapolis Star in forever because I just think the quality of the paper has diminished immensely over the last couple of decades. But uh, Rob Haywood sent me this op-ed, uh, this diehard Colts fan, guy that has had season tickets for 38 seasons, and he said in this op-ed uh, that he's probably in his lifetime dropped about 100 k mm. to watch the Colts. And not just the Peyton Manning era. We're talking about some of the some really bad... Indianapolis Colts teams like one in fifteen, the Jeff George drama, um, you know, all that fun stuff. He was he's been through it thick and thin, and uh, he's decided to give up his season tickets and watch games at home. And his in the reasoning in this op ed is it, the the going to the game experience has diminished immensely yeah. over the decades. Why's yeah. that? Well, I mean. And I don't think this is just a Colts problem. I don't think this is necessarily just an Indianapolis problem. I think this is just, you know, going to sporting events in general kind of thing. Like in Indy, like most cities, like here in Fort Wayne, we don't have an NFL team. Mm -mm. We have a problem with panhandlers, and we have a problem with people. (laughs) No, we don't. People abusing those stupid scooters on the sidewalks. And apparently Indianapolis has that issue as well. So, Mm -hmm. like, Plus homicide. And homicide. Stay safe, please. Indianapolis, by the way, shattered its record for annual homicides last month. You know that song, Shattered? That's about Indy. <laughs> shattered, shattered. Uh, but, yeah, he's got to you know, park out in the boonies, pay a lot for parking, wait a long time for concessions. I know this sounds like an angry man yells at cloud kind of story, but this is where I kind of... It does, but here's where, you know, I'm kind of like... <laughs> I love you. I, I, I agree with the guy. Uh, you go to a sporting event, and he's, like, surrounded by some a-holes, like, at his seats. Because some guys, you know, he had season tickets one season, and his uh, seatmates, people around him, were always uh, yelling and swearing at each other and being drunk jerks. You know, not mindful of the fact that there might be kids around. Right? Oh, yeah. 
And then he had his uh, seat switched. I guess his last season, the the person, the people around them were always on their phones making bets during the game <laughs> and standing even when the team was on the other side of the field. You know, and, and you know it could be like a three and out, not not an exciting play or you know whatever. It could be a disastrous drive, and they're still standing. And it's like, okay, you got these seats. Put your ass cheeks in these seats, right? <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I've I've had some experiences both at sporting events and uh, and and concerts where, you know, somebody was an obnoxious a hole, and there was a time where I was an obnoxious a hole because I'm thinking back, the older you get, why would you spend a buttload of money to not remember going to an event? Hmm. Because I did that when I was like in my twenties, X Fest. <laughs> Uh, Smashing Pumpkins Mach 2. It was just uh, 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 Billy Corgan, Jimmy Chamberlain, and some other stand-ins. It wasn't the full band. Mm. They, they had some weird album out. They were the headliners of that year's X-Fest. I was so drunk, I don't remember the set. How old uh, were you? Uh, like I said, in my 20s. <laughs> um, so, you know, I decided, okay, you know, if I go to a concert with a beer buzz, it's fine. I'm not going to get wasted because it's just stupid. Um, and then I remember going to a Colts game, Colts Titans Thanksgiving weekend with my brother years ago. Uh, I was hoping you would talk about this. Yes. And it was there was a few rows in front of us, a mix of Colts and Titans fans. They were all like family or friends or something. They all looked like they'd been partying. And one guy either was too partied out from the night before or did a little too much tailgating beforehand. He was just out of it for like the first quarter and a half. And then he wakes up. And Ralph's on the front three rows in front of him, and like no, I don't. Jack vomit. Yeah, I don't think anybody got hit, but the smell was just awesome. Mm. And I'm just in. Did you move? No, we had Jacob and I had our shirts up over our faces like this. I would have asked to be moved. We were we were doing the first masks, by the way. And you, just to watch the damn game. And, then, of course, they came and cleaned it up. And, of course, the guy had to be escorted away and, you know, hopefully given a cup of water or something. Because he was in not – he was – I can't even believe he was sitting in the friggin' stadium. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't he didn't know what planet he was on. Mm. And I remember going to a Comets game with you a few years ago. And some guys were standing up just swearing. And you had this irritated look on your face like, just want to watch the game, like. Oh yeah, I thought I was gonna turn around and be like, "Hey!" <laughs> Channel your inner dad. Exactly. My God, yeah. I mean, but again, I mean, just like, kind of going with the theme of uh, what it's been like last couple of years. People have become more jerkish, almost like college football coaches. Well, uh, do you have another story? Uh, well, a former college football coach and now a former NFL coach, uh, divisional rival to the Colts, Jacksonville Jaguars, they hired Urban Meyer. Are any teams in the AFC South really rivals? Uh, they're just along for the ride, hmm. hoping to get goodish one day. I'm just day. here for the paycheck. Just here for the paycheck. I guess that's what Urban Meyer was there for. Hired. He didn't even finish his first season as a coach mm. in the NFL. This guy won a national championship at Florida a national championship at Ohio State, and then just stunk it up at Jacksonville. And I guess his demeanor was terrible mm. because you had stories about, well, this kicker saying that he uh, uh, kicked him in the leg and said, make your kicks today, dipshit. That was uh, what the kicker alleges. There was a Wow, wa- that's not motivation. No, a wide receiver who uh, obviously, you know, wide receivers in the NFL have kind of a prima donna diva, diva sh- 
kind of uh, persona a lot of times. Uh, okay. They had a, yeah, basically, you know, give me the ball, I'm the star kind of thing. I thought it was the quarterback. Well, the quarterback has the ball all the time, and I can see a quarterback being uh, uh, kind of a diva at times. Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, nice. Uh, but but one of the wide receivers who was usually quite low key decided to stop going to practice or you know hang you know and just other things and like there were a, I guess the straw that broke the camel's back was uh, a recent meeting where details were leaked where uh, Urban Meyer had all these assistant coaches in there with him for a meeting and he goes I'm a winner damn it I'm a winner damn it you guys are a bunch of losers like he's just like telling this to. A group of people he hired. I'm, Colin... thinking, of, I'm thinking of a movie quote. <laughs> you bunch of losers. Oh, Beetlejuice. You bunch of losers. Yes, You're yes. working with a professional here. Oh, my God, That's yes. It. Yeah, I'm a professional, damn it. That's, oh, now, that reminds me of a quote. of, of, uh, of Something Rob Rip told me about a Rob guy. Rob Rip? Uh, yeah, like uh, earlier in his radio career at <laughs> Z92.5, there was a guy that would eventually go on to WIBC, but he worked uh, with the station in some capacity. He was hired in, and he goes, trust me, I'm a pro. And I guess he got, like, fired or something, and he had an op- uh, 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 a problem with raiding the fridge of people's lunches. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Urban Meyer... Just had, like, one of the biggest meltdowns ever in the NFL. Mm. And this looks bad professionally, and it tarnishes his reputation, obviously. But you know what the sad thing is? What? Well, you kind of cocked your shoulder at that, if, if one can do that. He's going to get hired again. Nice. He will be. He'll be hired by a college football program wanting to make a big splash because he's had success at schools like Florida and Ohio State. But... And it's going to be kind of like the Brian Kelly thing, where, you know, all the Notre Dame fans think now that Brian Kelly's one of the biggest a-holes. Like, he's a pariah. We're now up in South Bend, whereas he's out Messiah down in Baton Rouge. Somebody's going to hire Urban Meyer, and there's going to be a fan base, and there's going to be some sports media for that particular team. They're going to rationalize the hell out of that being a great decision. Hmm. It'll happen. He, because <laughs> people want to win. Even if it means working with an a-hole. And he might find success again in the college ranks. But like I said, like a lot of goodwill was burned up mm. with, with casual football fans. And it's amazing how you can make guys like Bill Belichick of uh, the Patriots or Nick Saban down in Alabama seem more likable. But he found a way! Mm-hmm. You know? And just like I found a way to drop my phone as Twice. I was uh, looking up stuff. Now, uh, another thing, one of the things I hated about radio, you know, and this, you know, was the end of the year. Because, like, I would prep for my show daily. End of the year sucked because that end of the year meant everybody had their end of the year lists, their top 10 this, their top 10 that. Because uh, a lot of people in the media don't want to work, they want to go on two or three week hiatuses. You know, nothing big happens around the holidays. Uh, but Time Magazine, usually around this time of year, puts out the man of the year or the person of the year, right? And uh, it's it's kind of a thing. It's an inanimate carbon rod. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was that one year they made you the person of the year where they had, like, the shiny reflective piece in, like, you, the reader, are the person of the year because we are a narcissistic society. 
Um, is that what they were going with? I guess. But, I mean, they, they had their, their thing this year, and it was kind of a twofer here. I, I, the heroes of the year were the uh, professionals and the scientists during the pandemic. And note that it wasn't, you know, couch potato that hid for two years at home. Like that Burger King commercial said, you be a hero and be a couch potato and stay home for two weeks. Two weeks to stop the spread, to flatten the curve and all that crap. So it was the medical prof- professionals, I believe. That's cool. Yeah. and As long as it's not Fauci. Oh, God. Uh, but the person of the year, oh, my God. The, people are losing their effing mind over this. What, who is it, Colonel Sanders? Oh, well, that would be interesting <laughs> seeing how he's been dead for 30-odd years. I keep telling you, he's 73 years old, and, and he's, he's dead. dead. Uh, Elon Musk, the, uh, the owner of Tesla, the, uh, the guy that, uh, wants to go to Mars and all that stuff, you know, very, very eccentric guy, mm-hmm. very eccentric guy. Does he, uh, draw his own urine? He, he might be, he might be, uh, up there with, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank cause the kids broke my brain this morning. You know that. No, the, uh, they kicked you in the balls a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. Well, Logan did. Uh, the spruce, uh, goose, the guy that made that. Oh, um, I almost said Humphrey Bogart. That's not it. <laughs> no, it's not Humphrey Bogart. It's like the aviator. Howard Hughes. Damn it. There we go. No, uh, it started with an H. I got my brain back. Uh, but, you know, he's a very eccentric guy. He uh, he says a lot of interesting things, like when we go to Mars, people are going to die on the trip because, you know, it's about six months away with current technology. Uh-huh. You know, six, six months trip. Not six months from now we're going to go to Mars. And, you know, he says some other things. And environmentalists are losing their crap about this. Let me... The headline from The Guardian. Elon Musk, quote, worst choice for person of the year ever, end quote, critics say, and critics being Latin for uh, whiny a-holes on Twitter. Hmm. You know who else has won person slash man of the year before? Oh, I've seen your post, but go on. Adolf Hitler Uh and Joseph Stalin. Twice. So, between the two of them, three Man of the Year awards and about 45 million people dead. Elon Musk is the worst person ever to be the Man of the Year. (laughs) It sounds like they have it a little backwards. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I mean, the guy gets high on pot. I mean... Yeah, he's he's weird. Uh, you know, he smokes pot with Joe Rogan. Uh, you know, he names his kid after math equations. But seriously, he's the worst person to have this award. Mm. I think a lot of people were upset because, uh, that Greta Thunberg didn't get it this year. The uh, How Dare You Girl. Well, she's going to get it, all right. Uh, but my, my thinking is this. Uh, you know, t- you, environmentalists are mad at a guy who makes electric cars for a living getting the goddamn award. Mm. All right. Now, I, I don't know if the electric car really does much for the environment because you do have to use the grid to charge it, and you mm-hmm. do have to mine, like, I think, nickel for the batteries, which is an essential element uh, from the Earth. I mean, there, there's a lot of bass backwards things about it, but unlike Greta Thunberg, Elon Musk is actually providing a possible solution to a problem, at least a solution he believes will help out. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are mad. I got a couple of theories on this about him winning the award. A, it proves that capitalism works because he's providing electric cars for people who are concerned about the environment to go and buy, right? Mm -hmm. B, there are people 
who just want to complain all the time. Mm-hmm. He's doing something. Mm-hmm. She's complaining. Greta is complaining. She doesn't make anything. She doesn't pay taxes. No, well, she's uh, from Denmark or something. One of those one of those European countries. But my, my thinking is this: is like if you were to ask me what I want my kids to be growing up. Okay, this does involve me. Yes, Elon Musk or Greta Thunberg. I would say Elon Musk all damn day. Not because I'm thinking they're going to become billionaires. Or Hank Scorpio. <laughs> he he is kind of like Hank Scorpio from The Simpsons. He'd be the fun Bond villain. Um, but but like, uh, you know, I don't want them to just go through life complaining about crap. I want them to go and do something, make something, and it doesn't have to be world changing, life changing. If the, they, they want to be doctors or lawyers, fine. If they want to be mechanics or hairdressers, fine. But they right. I just want them to go out and do something. You know, the fact that you can go get a college degree now really doesn't mean anything unless no. you're going into, like, the medical field or any kind of, um, like, a, I call it a heavy hitter pay job. Yeah. Paying job, sorry. But, like, you can go get an apprenticeship, mm-hmm. you know, for HVAC. You can... Um, go through Starbucks and you can get a bachelor's degree and they'll totally reimburse you on everything. Oh. So that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't well, tell you that, but I mean, if they to wanted know. to go to school, they could do that. It's right. just, you have all these capabilities of going to school formally. Right. You don't have to. I mean, like I said, I have a degree, but I don't use it. Yeah. But now they're having a teacher shortage. I have two degrees that I don't use currently. We used it for 20 years. I used mine for zero. <laughs> well, I used one of those degrees for 20 odd years. Um, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's there, there are opportunities. And the thing is, is like if you see a problem, the solution isn't griping about it and coming up with slogans. It's actually going out and doing something or making something. You taking up the initiative, not waiting for others to take up the initiative. Because if you're waiting for others to take up the initiative... You're going to be pretty friggin' miserable. Uh-huh. You're, you're depending on other people for your happiness. That's why I don't trust big government, big business, big religion. About 99.8% of people out there. <laughs> just okay, there's a 0.2% that you do trust. Uh, well, you're among them. Oh, thanks. You and the kids. Even even uh, Hazel, our, our stripper princess. <laughs> We're going to have a talk after this. Oh, my God. Well, she's the one that caused the scene at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Mike, you tried to take your uh, your Sherpa off before, and your other shirt came attached with it. Yep. I was mortified. Show no my... one wants to see your dime-sized nipples. <laughs> Are you sure about that? It was, it, it, you know, I would be humiliated, but uh, as somebody who used to be in a radio, I don't have any dignity, which brings us, I guess, to It's our... dignity, Luann. <laughs> dignity? <laughs> I'm on a roll today. Oh, man. Obscure Simpson quotes for uh, 500, Alex. Mm. Um, but... Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, in uh, Sioux City, Iowa, minor league hockey game. People are mad. Mm. Imagine that. <laughs> because uh, there was a stunt in between periods, I believe, where a group of teachers got on like a piece of carpet out in the ice and were grabbing uh, $5,000 of $1 bills. Like there was a pile of money, you grab the cash, and you can use that cash toward, you know, your classroom, right? This was evil. This was almost Elon Musk evil because <laughs> everyone was comparing this to Squid Game. You know, a, a show on Netflix where Koreans kill each other. Wrong. Actually, it's the million dollar sticky from Matilda. Is it? Yeah. It's time to get sticky with Mickey. Ah, okay. John Lovitz. 
Okay, okay, yeah. right. Um, but but everybody was mortified because teachers are heroes, damn it, and teachers you know shouldn't be humiliated, damn it. And I'm just thinking, none of these people have ever been okay to a sport, minor league sporting event. Exactly. And when I went to school for teaching, mm-hmm. one of my uh, most favorite adjunct professors said, "You're not in it for the money, and if you're not in it, a hundred percent, get out now." Right. It's just like. Is about poverty. Yeah. I hope you know this. Yeah. I hope you know this. And I don't think anybody was uh, watching this event. I mean, they're just kind of like, wow. I mean, I don't think anybody thought, well, look at those dumbasses. They're like, okay, they're out there having fun, scraping up cash like anybody in the arena. But thanks to social media, everybody thinks that this is on par with Squid Game and saying that teachers are heroes and blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Nobody put a gun to these teachers' heads to get the cash. And I know that teachers, you know, have trouble getting resources for their classroom. They because often have to pay it from their own pockets. Because, again, again, that really requires, you know, leaning on government and, you know, how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. So, as SpongeBob says, you can always trust the so government. So, I look at this stunt as goofy as hell, but you know what? The teachers that went out there and took initiative to do that on the ice and, of course, somehow leave the ice without falling and slipping because I tell you, from experience, that is a bitch. Um, You know, my hat's off to them. And they got some money and that goes to resources. I don't see why people are losing their ever-loving crap about this. But then again, social media, everything is a tragedy. You know? Yeah. Are you done? Am I all ranted out? I think you might be, because I feel like i got to take a dump. So. Oh, wow. Wow. So that's why you want the podcast to wrap up. No, also, please shut up. But Okay, okay. <laughs> you want to talk about your bowel movement? Uh, when I'm done. Okay, well, maybe that'll be next week's podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, look at that. We we didn't have time to get to uh, rock stars that uh, hate flyover country or the penis sweater. Oh, well. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that ties into Christmas, by the way. There's a Brit- British guy that's trying to sell sweaters. He's got 5,000 uh, snowflake sweaters with penis symbols in them, apparently. And he didn't know that they were penis symbols. I'm like, oh, bullshit. Yeah. It, it, like, like you're going to have trouble selling that on the internet. You're going to find a pervert. You're going to find 5,000 perverts at least on the internet. So. Mm. All right, so we'll wrap that up, and hopefully next week we get a review of the, the Colts Patriots game, of uh, Spider Man, of your bowel movement, and uh, <laughs> maybe talk about Christmas. See who gets naked then. We'll see. Uh, definitely won't be us. No, it won't. Again, uh, until next time. Uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and enjoy your enjoy your life. Stay out of prison. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlives.